Hello, everyone. Welcome to the DoubleClutch.ca podcast. I'm your host, Nick, managing editor of this fine establishment, and I'm joined in studio by my co-hosts, Nathan and Rush. For those who might not be aware, we are a dedicated gaggle of gearheads who have been running and playing with this magazine for the better part of 10 years so that we have the excuse to play with all these fine new cars. Uh, this week in the garage, we got some pretty cool stuff. We got a Jaguar F-Type Final Edition. We have a 03, 04, 03? 04. 04. A Mazda Speed MX-5 Miata from the Mazda's Heritage Collection. Mm-hmm. We Heritage. have a manual Supra with the B58 BMW engine. Mm-hmm. And we have a super base spec but delightful Mini Cooper with a six-speed manual. Rush, why don't you tell us about that car? That's great. Okay, <laughs> it's great. All right, we're done. All Honestly, right. like I don't know. There's something about Mini. It's like I I find that okay. The first car I ever owned was a classic Mini, and since then, every car that I've driven or owned after that, like not that I hold it to the same standard because like a classic Mini is nothing special, but like it has to create the same level of excitement that I remember. It's like a character in the theater that That's comes with those exactly cars. Exactly yeah. it. Like. No two minis are the same. Like all, all minis have character, and it's funny because like BMW mass producing these little like you know economy cars. Yeah. But even the new mini still feels like it has a ton of playful character. It's like a little happy dog, like yeah. a little yippy happy dog. Yeah, they've done a good mm-hmm. job making this like what you, like you called it like it's an economy car. Like it is yeah, a like mass produced like commodity consumer product, but they managed to bake like personality into it. Personality. It has a slight premium feel I, I think yeah you know like not just materials but as far as like the actual driving dynamics and the way that it handles itself on the road yeah i'd say that it definitely feels a little bit more upmarket than pretty much anything else yeah. that i've driven in the same category also the fact that it's stick like eh, it's a cool little thing like i i, I really enjoy driving it like yeah i don't know i kind of don't want to give it back yeah. So, that, so 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 that don't want to give it back yeah i don't like i, I would like works. to have like a, yeah. a little car like that just you know to run errands in yeah. because it makes errands fun which is what i missed about like my classic mini because it was like such a stupid little car you can get in go to the shops in, and just have a kick you know have a blast doing that yeah that's high praise yeah so, so this take this takes me back to to about 2019 when bmw had a pretty much identically specced uh base three-door mini on yeah. the fleet um, but, Which we but, should add is not hard to do because it's literally as it comes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and even back then, like, like having just rung out this one and just thinking back to it, 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 it really does feel it's it's surprisingly engaging. I had a way like like a much bigger smile on my face ripping through the gears in that thing yeah and making the tires chirp than the manual super that we have really yes. wow wow much bigger smile on my face that's the thing also i find that the one thing it does well is even though there are some really frustrating things about it like the center armrest yeah <laughs> yeah like the some of the <laughs> some of the interior ergonomics are a little strange because because style style and yeah. also like it's kind of you know I feel like it's an old design that they've been trying to like pull into the modern age for ages, mm-hmm. and it, yeah. some things just don't work that well. Yeah, like like the fact that it has like a manual like handbrake in the first place. Like yeah, yeah, exactly, things like that. Yeah, and it, I think the problem with that is, you know, you have all these like cute design things, but they kind of interfere with the actual yeah. function of the car. Yeah, but because the mini is so cute and has personality it can kind of get away with it where you're like oh that's that's oh, that's funny that's so dumb yeah like oh oh that's very british you know it's it's just like a it's almost endearing that's yeah. exactly it so i don't know it just kind of makes me love the car even more which sounds ridiculously dumb and yeah. there's yeah. so many like stupid little callbacks to like 
the classic minis like you know even like where the switch gear is or like yep. the little vents on the dash like mm-hmm. small things are like oh like this feels really nostalgic but modern that you can modern enough that you're you know comfortable driving it yeah like like one thing like to spell out about that car that like is dumb like it's so dumb yeah. <laughs> but it's so dumb that it becomes endearing that's exactly it. um is that like so this armrest that these guys were talking about so when it's in like it's flat neutral position um, you can't really reach the shifter or the iDrive controller thing very well. Yep. Also, the iDrive controller is kind of irrelevant now that it's a touchscreen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you put the armrest like further down so it's on a downward cant, the handbrake hits it when you go to set it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's dumb. It's really stupid. But it's one of those things that, as with any car, and it's a big chunk of I think why like all three of us tend to gravitate towards older cars because they have flaws. Yeah. And, yeah. Like we kind of anthropomorphize them to become like character flaws like like we'd find in ourselves or in a person. Yeah. Anthropomorphize. That's a big word. I'm actually a writer. Uh, what? what? Yeah, could have fooled me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I and I think the Mini does that better than a lot of new cars do. For better or worse, it does that. It's also just got like yeah. a stupid grin on it. I don't know, these big beady eyes. Like, it just... <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah. Union Jack taillights. Like, they're dumb. It's they're dumb. Actually, it's dumb and it's hard to hate. It, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I love it. Yeah. I really love it. I okay. Genuinely though, I wish the engine was a little better. Um, yeah. Not as far as power goes. Like the power is kind of okay, but it's it's a little rev hangy, and also I find that it grumbles a little bit too much. Because I was just talking about the fact that it does feel a little bit upmarket, but that really detracts from it because yeah. mm-hmm. it is a little bit rough, tiny bit thrashy. Yeah. yeah. Um. And not fast enough to justify it. it yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, right. you're only what like two, three. As tested, you're only what like two, three grand off the base price of a. Cooper S? I think we f- it was like five four? off an S. Okay, four or five yeah. off an S. Four, okay. So like not an insignificant amount of money, but not not a deal breaker huge amount no. either. Yeah. I think I would go for the Cooper S. But then again, I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, oh, but the base one is kind of nice because it also drinks gas very economically. And like, I don't yeah. know. It, it's a good car. I think e- either way, you can't go wrong. Good little car. One of the things I really appreciate about the car, when Rush, when you or I were out in it earlier today, um, and I, I threw it through uh, a fast sweeper, <clears throat> pretty fast and swift swift <laughs> yes and it it wanted to rotate like after like a little <laughs> yeah. bit of initial push on turning like by the end of the corner it was starting to rotate on me i haven't seen a front drive car do that in forever it was amazing yeah we're both like wait did you feel that yeah. was it was it trying to do that you could tell that someone <laughs> tried to make it fun yeah which is awesome yeah you know, someone like, really tried hard to balance it out and yeah. make it like sweet so as much as i don't know being a classic mini owner is also kind of interesting because like we were always told you know big mini bad but yeah <laughs> they're actually great like i don't know like they have like enough character you're like okay this is like i get it yeah. i can get why people enjoy them and i don't know i i think that like if you're looking for something fun and you're not overly worried about having every inch of you know interior space available yeah. for bags or whatever you you need space for like get, yeah. get the mini yeah it's been a while since i've seen a brand new press car with manual climate control Okay, that was the other thing about it, actually. So it's got pretty much, it's got a ton of standard uh, kit in it. Yeah, like a ton. Like even like kit. Is it making you Britisher? You said go down to the shops and you've just called it standard kit. Gonna, <laughs> is it rubbing I'm off? I'm gonna on go you? to the store and <laughs> get some options Walmart. on my car. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, the wall to Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. No, the um. Yeah, like the, the panel roof is standard. Okay, so panel roof, yep. it's got iDrive like, on this like nice center screen. Yeah, leatherette, leatherette, leatherette yeah. heated like, seats, like um, LEDs, LED, all, LEDs, all and yeah. they're really good looking. And also, it's got like a start stop. Uh, what do you call it? Like comfort access. Yeah, 
they list the uh, they list the uh, armrest as a feature. So that's a feature that should be yanked out of the damn car. What else does it have? You know, it's got it's got a bunch of like things, but why why would you put manual climate control in it? It just really doesn't make a lot of sense. It's, it's not like a cost cutting mm-hmm. thing, really. I'm sure they make it. I yeah, there'd be a way to like. Uh, I was just gonna say there'd be a way to bake it into iDrive, but I hate when climate controls are baked in, so I'm not yeah. gonna say that. But yeah, like, I don't know. catch. I, I find like that a little silly. Um, it's kind of a thing where, like, if they pulled those dials away, they didn't have anything else that was funky to put in there. Well, they could just and put a have, button that says auto, and I'd be fine with that. Yeah, but then you just have this blank panel with a giant auto button. No, no, no. Like, leave the dials in there, but just when you push the dial in, have it be auto or something. I don't know. Or, like, you know, when you rotate the dial, just have it set the temperature instead of setting, like, an actual temperature that you can maintain versus, like, oh, I kind of want it cold, I kind of want it hot. Yes. Okay. Wish, game. Yeah. I do wish that they, they brought back the climb controls in the in the O2s, the automatic, cl- the automatic climb controls that, that were shaped like the mini logo. Do you remember that? I don't. Uh, really? In the O2? Like the BMW 2002 from the 70s? No, no, no. No, no the Reborn Mini when it... Like, oh, like the very like, first gen, yeah, like the R50 yeah, Mini. Okay. Yeah, exactly. R50s did have like automatic climb controls and they arranged the buttons so that they were basically a mini logo on the center stack. See, that's I wish you brought that they back. Do that. But that, that's a surprising quirk that isn't yeah. in it anymore. Let me look this up. Because like, what you're describing sounds to me like it's a little too on the nose. It might be. Um, it also has manual seats, but I actually enjoy that. Yeah. yeah, like I actually manual seats, I think are a little underrated. Like they're easy to great. use. Yeah, yeah, like they're light. I don't know, easy. I, I don't see it. I see three dials. Is that manual or automatic climb control? Manual, uh, probably manual. Oh, I see here. Can I see? Yeah. See? Yeah, so you got like a knob oh. in the center and then a bunch of climate buttons that kind That's of not fan cool. out from it. And it's kind cute. of a mini shape. Okay, not on the nose. That works good. It does. They I'm, should do that. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that it's yeah. missing. We I should maybe see if that is an option that our car just doesn't have because ours is Possibly. super base. Mm, we've had upper spec mini pressures before and, and those two had automatic climate, but they had I just buttons. think at the, mm. at the, even at the base level, just take that out. Just put the auto, put the automatic climate control in there. Like it's not going to cost that much more money and it's one of those small things that makes a nice difference when you're living with the car. Yeah. It's an, it's, it's an interesting value proposition because, like, who's... Are people really paying, like, as much money as they can get, like, a comparatively much better equipped, you know, Civic Mass 3-4 yeah, for but similar it's money? Style and, and if you want something a little dumb. Like, that's the thing. Hmm. There are cars for... Semi, you know, sort of enthusiasts. Like, there are cars for people that want something a little interesting, and it's good that Mini still makes it because it's yeah. an option in the market, right? Mm-hmm. The the Mazdas and the, the the Corollas, whatever, the Civics, they're all they're always going to exist because people just want a car. Yeah. But if you want a car that's a little fun, yeah, yeah go if for you Mini. want an car, those exist. If you want a car, yeah, oh, I want a there. cute little car, yeah, that's that I'm fair. happy to drive. Yeah. Doesn't always have to make sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Not. I just want that one. Yeah, it's cute. Give me that one. Like that's. Like that's yeah. the rationale. And behind the it. base model is, I think, it's not cheap. It's definitely not cheap, but it's, it's in not this cheap, market. Cheap, but it's not bad. Yeah, in this market, the value that you get out of it is yeah. not terrible, actually. It's um. So the presser we had in 2019, uh, the identically spec presser, that was uh, 25, almost 26 as tested, which was fantastic value back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, well, I literally plugged it into the some sort of inflation cap. 
some sort of inflation calculator and uh, and purely adjusted for inflation just like that that work for it works out to just under 30 grand adjusted for inflation yeah this one's close to so 33. it is yeah it's not insignificant yeah i it's mean i wonder how much of that is you know just there's just more stuff COVID on it too stuff. that's true yeah that's true. It's not like, quite the value proposition it once was, but nothing but else. Like in a relative true. schema, it's schema. What's schema? A, I'm not a writer. It's um, <laughs> what's a it's base? Still not bad. Uh, what's a base civic cost? Twenty five. I actually don't know. Twenty seven. I want to say twenty five ish. Yeah, they're like that. And SI is like what thirty five. Now we were talking about this a few episodes ago. Yeah, like thirty five, thirty five, thirty seven. Yeah, and, and like the Cooper and S is thirty seven. There you go. Yeah. So there you go. Like mm. I don't know. I. I I'm not saying it's the cheapest thing. I'm not saying it makes the most sense, but I'm saying it's really, really charming. Charming, and I'm, I'm glad that Mini still makes. Yeah, Mini still makes it. Yeah. So speaking of saving the manuals, we're three of our press cards this week are saving the manuals because we also got the Master Speed, Master Speed Three, yeah. right? Which I brought into, which I brought my NA into the office yesterday. Uh, it was. It it was intentional. I didn't want to park those two side by mm-hmm. side, and just like like drive them back to back. Um, what did you guys think? First of all, <laughs> who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay, go first. I like the NA better. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm biased, but yep. Okay. Unfortunately, I, there's some things that are just just subjective. Like the looks, I think of the NA are a little bit more classic miata and i just like the uh-huh. way that it looks yeah it's such like the na has gotten to a point now where it's an icon like it is yeah. an actual icon of style and again it's one of those it's a, it's a similar thing where it's it's just cute and dumb and yeah. you like it because it's cute and dumb yeah like uh what else about it i feel like the na drove a little nicer which is kind of interesting because yeah i think the na's five speed box and again definitely not biased here uh <laughs> it it's more precise than the six than the than the six speed. Yeah, I didn't have any problem with the transmission. It was more so like some of the sus- like the suspension tuning. Like I just felt it felt the NB mm-hmm. felt a little unsettled over bumps, which I thought was really strange. Like from a Miata, like the NB felt a lot more like an ND to me, which is weird. But the ND is very good. The ND is. is great. I think yeah. like, like, like I think you and I would agree the ND is the one we'd probably take. absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. the NA is like I think like the purest form of that car. I don't know. It's a it's a weird thing to explain. Also, the yeah. turbo engine in that. Okay, as that, that's 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 the problem with that yeah. car. Chassis great, shifters great. I thought the chassis, like the suspension chassis, was set up excellent. Yeah. Uh, as much as I wanted to like that turbo engine, because mm-hmm. like you always think like, oh it, man, this car would be great with like a couple just more a horsepower. More power, yeah. It's too peaky. Supercharging is definitely the way to go with old Miatas. That's the thing. Yeah. Like I felt like it was, you know, anything above four thousand rpm like it was kind of there but you still have to yeah. really ring it out yeah. for like it to come on to boost like the yep. boost threshold is like maybe four thousand, but then I the like, lag between like that's the thing yeah. right like it starts to wake up at four and then it's not at full steam until five that's like exactly. and there's like and a, then almost, you're what, like, there's a, like a, a sizable delay yeah. and then you're shifting because it's a super close ratio six speed yeah so it's yep. just <clears throat> shift yeah. like and it's just it, and the other thing is like the big thing that bugged me is that like the exhaust is too quiet that's why everyone has quiet. exhaust yeah. on those cars yeah. because turbos are mufflers. Yeah. And the intake is too quiet because... There's no induction noise. There's no induction noise. Mm-hmm. So, like, like all Miata, every Miata I've ever driven has had a really satisfying little intake snort and a nice little exhaust rasp. And this car had zero of that because of the turbo. But I, I assume because of the turbo. Ha- sounded like better with the induction noise. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it's got a nice little intake like the snort. the NA was, like, actually, because, like... Because there's no turbo in the yeah. way. I don't know. It was kind of weird. Yeah, like, the, 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 that massive speed Miata and, like, let, let's all backpedal. Like, let's not all, like... 
shit on this car. Like, the, we super appreciate Chuck from Mazda giving yeah. us the opportunity to pull this out of the Heritage Collection and play with it for a week because it is a wonderful gem of a car. Yeah. It, it has a magical chassis. Like, yeah. I think, like, my favorite gen of Miata personally is an NB. And this car has <laughs> reinforced that. I love NBs. They drive so good. They look great. I think they're, like, the nice medium between, like, the classic NA Miata feel and some of the modern yeah. niceties of an ND. Sure. Like, so, if I were to buy a Miata, it would be, like, you know, a nice late, like, special edition with the six-speed and the Torsen, but definitely not the turbo. That motor really highlights why we all like naturally aspirated engines, because of that weird response. So, uh, I almost bought that car. That car? Yes. Okay. Literally that car. Okay. Okay. How, how what? <laughs> what? You want to backpedal? Okay. Give us some so context here? I'm backpedaling all the way to... All, all the way to 2017. We don't need your life story, dude. <laughs> so, Spit it out, when Adrianus. I decided, when I decided that the G35 was not for me, which we discussed this a couple of a couple of episodes ago. Are you a bad person? Um, yeah, I know, right? Um, I found literally that exact Mazda Speed Miata on Auto Trader, and I wasn't sure if I actually wanted it. So, at the same time, I also knew that Mazda Canada were looking to add the 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 <laughs> the Speed to their heritage collection. So I, me being the nice guy that I am, I sent a listen to Chuck and I said, hey, check out what I found. Mm. Uh, and, and then when I finally, and, and then when <laughs> oh I finally God. decided to go oh, for it, story, God yeah. damn it, I reached out to the seller and he's like, oh, sorry, Mazda Canada actually just like reached out like a couple of days ago and they're buying the car and I still haven't forgiven Chuck about that. <laughs> but now you don't want the car. No, Problem's it not. is... It is very much a case of ne- of never meet your heroes, and yeah. like I'm, I'm, you know, in retrospect, I'm glad I didn't Here's buy it. I yeah. feel like that car would be good with a different turbo because I've driven an NA that was aftermarket turbocharged, mm-hmm. yeah, and I absolutely adored it. Yeah, I feel like with a more modern turbo and like a little bit of like intake exhaust work, as everyone does with those, and now I know why. Yep. Yeah. I think that car would be really sweet. I still don't know that I want I think it. Back in the day when. Like this was what two thousand four. Oh four. That yeah. thing would have been like a cool little like sports car to yeah. have, and yeah. I think it. It's one of those cars that like, it's a product of its time, right? And yeah. like nowadays with like modern technology, modern like ball bearing turbos, like all the good stuff we have now, yeah. it's a completely different game. Yeah. And we're so we're so accustomed to turbos not feeling like that's turbos. the thing. We're mm-hmm. so, I mean, what's the best word for it? Like spoiled. Spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Definitely spoiled by like all the modern stuff we get to drive. It's tough to c- compare like a car like that to it. It's weird coming mm-hmm. across a car that actually makes you work for it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's not like but so like, like, like an old Honda VTEC like makes you work for it, but it's good. It, just, yeah. it rewards you There's very no much. reward here. There's no like light at the end of the tunnel because right at, when you're like seeing the light, you shift. Yeah, that's time to shift and you just keep doing it again. And like it's I'm going to sound spoiled because I'm a stupid journalist who's used to driving <laughs> 580 horsepower cars. Yeah. It's not fast. It's not even close to fast. It's not on the same planet as fast. And a stock ND without a turbo would absolutely walk it. Oh, yeah. Um, like, it, like in your NA, for anyone listening, Nick has a stock NA Miata that's absolutely beautiful. And we have written about it. Which so. is why he is super biased about it. And I wrote a review on it a little while ago. Um, that car felt very nearly as fast and way more satisfying to drive because it has like the classic it, it does not feel as fast nearly because no. well hang on no 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 but like so much of the experience you guys tend to forget this so much of the experience is noise, noise. sound That's noise exactly sound mm-hmm. noise and the master speed doesn't have that because of the turbo your car has mm-hmm. a nice little intake snort and a raspy so little exhaust like and something. it sounds like a classic sports car yeah yeah the the master speed for me Genuinely. it just doesn't do That's that exactly it yeah god i want to fucking supercharge mine no. No. 
Really? Don't. Fuck. Don't. If you want to fast me on, I get an ND. Don't even bother playing with that and car. And then supercharge that. You should LS swap yours. No. That's the gangster move. Dude, why not? Maybe. Don't. I mean, don't. Dude, don't. there's full kits. Wiring and everything. Okay, but like, doesn't wreck the balance. It's not if even I'm heavier. dumping like 15, 20, 20 grand into that car, then why not just get an ND? Because then you would have an ND without an LS in it. Yeah, but, <laughs> the, the, N- the, same yeah, but, there, but the ND is sick. It is. But the NA is beautiful and timeless. So I'll and you can have it. power. Yeah, the ND is very good looking, though. NA is time. I, th- I think I actually think the NA Miata, in within the next twenty years, will be a hundred thousand dollar car. Jesus, I actually believe that mm-hmm. because it is such an iconic I don't style. Think so. Absolutely not. I don't think so. No, like, dude, they made like a million of them. Yeah, and look how many are clapped. Look how many didn't survive. Uh, true. I don't think a hundred thousand dollars, but you know what? Yeah, they're definitely going to go up in value. Like, it, like, look, okay. Would any? Would you have said any of like say? Hundred thousand dollar car twenty years ago. Like, look at the M fives and the BMWs that you and I adore so much. Fucking nine elevens. Nine elevens. But nine elevens were always a Porsche. Car, uh, sorry, a, a sports car made by a premium manufacturer. A Mazda Miata. I hate to say. Okay, it, fine. They're still Supra. making them. Fine, a Supra. A Supra or an NSF. Mm. Supra or or a, a Mazda RX seven from the same company. Like maybe not a hundred grand, but mm. like they're real expensive now. And like finding a stock, I see your point. like a stock. I agree with maybe, you. Maybe I'm exaggerating a uh, tiny bit, but like I think because that generation, be collector cars. in particular, yeah, it's going to be a true, yeah. valuable item. Also, maybe just so far as like what it represents, like the 911 when it's air cooled, it's like okay, this represents a certain era of sports car. Yes. Right. Same I, thing with like the 911 or the Miata. Yeah. It represents a certain yeah it's, stage it's, that where yeah, people it's can a very use an attainable. Place. Sports car for the masses, right? It's also yeah. legitimately engaging. It makes you feel that's exactly yeah. yeah. So yeah, like, we can all agree, it's still like one of the best driving cars maybe in the world. That's like, how it would become, you know, a true classic. Is it? It reaches that level yeah, of the, the mm. kind of like mythical status. That's exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. As more and more of them get rusted away or like wrapped around trees, like yeah, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, there's none left. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Makes Rush, sense. Rush wouldn't know anything about rubbing. About racking shit around trees. There's no need to get into that. Next topic. What do we want to go on to next? It wasn't a tree. <laughs> so again, I loved yeah, I all of you guys singing shit. Now. Damn so it. <laughs> Nick, what's the next car we're talking about? The 2023 Toyota Supra with a six speed manual. It's the car that the internet wanted and the internet goddamn got. It's great. It's pretty good. I love the shifter. I don't love it. Oh. I don't love it. It's <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty good. I don't love it. The shifter, the shifter itself is good. You know what? It's the fact that it's a little taller. We're talking about this tall knob, not floppy. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Um, tall knob. People like tall knobs. Yeah. Tall knob. Yeah. Uh, didn't like as Alcantara. <laughs> not a huge fan of that. But what else was it? Oh, it wasn't as rubbery feeling as most BMW shifters are. No, it's noticeably it, better than the shifter in your M2. It reminds yes, me. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of the. I'll, 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 a lot of the E sixty five forty five shifter that I got in my E thirty nine. The throws are the throws to me feel just as crisp, just as like I, and short and yeah. direct. I have the same shift setup. Which, it's a lot lighter though, in my and nicer M five. Yeah, and like it's like it feels like a a, 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 a it feels like a nice thunk. factory short shift, right? Like yeah, like it mm-hmm. really feels like you're doing something when you put it in gear. But I, I think if you had a taller shift knob on it, it would feel quite similar to the Supra, mm. just a little bit heavier. So Nick should get a taller knob. Because people like taller knobs. This is floppy. what we're saying on air. Taller, non-floppy knob. I think so. Okay. Anyways. Um, Excellent. Uh, but I think that the Supra, like, I think we're talking about this in the car. Like, Nathan and I went for a drive, and it just... it's Something's it's, missing. 
And it's the ZF8 speed. Yeah. Okay, so this, this, this was the debate. So, like, uh, for those who may not be aware, the BMW Z4 and the Toyota Supra are built on the same platform and actually in the same plant. Um, and they're Wait, both- you're saying the Supra is basically a BMW? So, believe it or not, there's wow! actually been some controversy about this. But, yes, the Supra is, by and large, a BMW. Like, when no! you get in it and it makes the exact same... Door chime noises that I really think Toyota could have changed. Yeah, that's um, okay. Yeah, <laughs> they did make a different owner's manual. They did make a different owner's manual as yeah. we as we looked at today. Um, <laughs> it's a gorgeous car. I think it the is Supra absolutely looks yeah. so stunning, good. especially um, the spec. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Normally, don't like those uh pri- those primer grayish colors, but this it's one got has a, a bit of a. It's really it. like a gold like metallic gold in it that only comes out in the sun. Yeah. yeah. Gorgeous. And the brown interior. Oh, it's great. Make a little bit of carbon just in the right spot. The Alcantara on the shift knob? No, not okay. But it kind of sticks out. There's nothing else that that that's Alcantara in the car, so that kind of like it kind of. Uh, I wasn't too. I wasn't much of a fan of that. Hmm. What's well, the thing? And I also think that. I mean, this car's got 2,500 kilometers on it, and 2,500 kilometers of it being on the press fleet. Yeah, sure, it's a different thing, but it's already like matted and kind of gross. Like I know it just needs a tidy up, but what I'm saying is, if you're using this car as a you know daily, yeah, or there's whatever, no reason it shouldn't be a leather shift knob. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, but yeah, like kind of the, the big debate that we had was that like, A, whether or not the Supra would be better than the Z4 since they are the same as chassis. Toyota like mm-hmm. set up the chassis in their own way. They got their own mm-hmm. suspension tuning and their own steering. Like yep. they, they feel meaningfully different. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's not just like a badge job. The Toyota went out of their way yeah. to make the cars meaningfully different. The Supra, I'll say, feels a lot more lively. Yep. Yes. Not, not, yes. Necessarily, not necessarily better, but a lot more lively. Um, I couldn't quite get used to the clutch. There, there's still just a tiny, tiny, tiny hint of rev hang, and that kind of cramps your style when you're trying to rip on it. Clutch delay valve or something like that. Like, there, there's a clutch delay, so. but it's also slow to drop revs too. Like when I oh, was yeah, like definitely. shutting out. Yeah. Like remember when I shut it off and then I didn't think it shut off, so I hit the start button again and it turned back on while it was still coming down from Without using revs. The starter, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think that's probably just like. Also, it's it's probably just a stupid emissions thing or something. Probably, yeah. Um, so the chassis? Chassis... Well, the chassis was good, but the, like I feel like the car was never made to be a manual, and yeah. now that they've done yeah. it, there's some things that are left over from the fact that it wasn't ever made to be a manual that yeah. make the experience of it Worse. not so great. Yeah, yeah, like so like the ZF8, because it's automatic and because it's an absolute masterpiece of engineering, it smooths out like power delivery between shifts, and there's no interruption of power. Um, whereas with the manual, this is inevitable. Like You can't get around this. Yeah. And, mm. And in the Supra, I don't know, Nick, if you've noticed this, um, but like I- I've noticed like the very typical BMW like squishy rear sub rear subframe feeling, hmm. where like when you, you can punch it, it and come move. off and come around corners, like you can feel the rear end kind of shimmying around yep. mid corner, especially when you're shifting. And the ZF8 cars don't do that. It's been a while since I've driven a ZF8 Supra, so. But like, I'll get back know. to you on that. For, for me, like, I just noticed, like, oh, this rear end is doughy. Like, this is very typical BMW kind of like doughy rear subframe mounts, and you can really feel it. Like, I, it's just something I tried to dial out in, in the 128 I used to have, and I, I hated it. I in that did car. take an on ramp at at a speed, uh, and yeah, the back end was kind of like just a bit of like. Could be this yeah, car though, bit. too. It could be this car. Could be the tires on it. Could be anything. Yeah, but, but like, but to, to, to highlight the point that I think Nick was just starting to make there was that like, and you and I noticed this, where like it breaks away inconsistently. It it is a little like like it doesn't want to. It, it wants to hold on and then it snaps. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Like you'll be like, like trying to have fun with it. It mm-hmm. won't go. It won't go. It won't go. And then it'll be like, see ya. 
Yeah, and like it just send you like in whatever direction it feels is. Yeah, like I had the thing like traction off, everything off. Like okay, full throttle from a stop. Let's go and like the ah! yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's not enjoyable though to like play yeah. with, and I think that's a weird thing about it. Like you would think that with a stick and like all the power that it has, like it would be like a lively car in the way that you can like toss it around a little bit or mm. like, you know do whatever. But it, it it doesn't seem to enjoy it. Yeah, I, I, like there's too much compliance in the car where it just like picks up all of that like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with like with a direct line being like the clutch, with a direct physical hard connection mm-hmm. from the engine to the driven wheels, you lose like that kind of like magic torque multiplication effect of the ZF8 that BMW has got dialed in so well, perfectly. Yeah. Yes. So it actually it feels like like it's a dumb thing to say with the car that's this powerful, but it feels like kind of a dog off the line. Sounds like you're spoiled. I am spoiled. I'm horribly <laughs> spoiled. But the, but that's the problem though. The alternative exists. That's the thing. Yeah, for people that's or for a person that's you know wanting to buy one of the two, yeah, I couldn't recommend the stick all the time. Yeah, like like for like if that's what you want, sure. Like the and and it's great. We we all liked it. We all like this car. Yeah, yeah. this is a very good car. It's an excellent driver's car. It's fun. It does slideways things. It's fast. It's loud. I think it's not loud enough, and I think it's too fast for how loud it's not. Um, okay. Because you can't, because you can't put the windows down. That's the thing. It nope. is you can't put the windows down because it buffets. But then you because look down and you're so like, bad. "Oh, geez, like this thing is really quick. It, it's just a little bit too, it's, like removed from yeah. the road, right? Like and there's like, too much like sound deadening. There's too much. Hmm. It's too good at doing. Yeah, what and, you'd and because the ratios yeah. in the six speed are so long. Mm-hmm. So like, if you, you rip know, it out, you, you rip it out through a couple of gears and you look down like, uh oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, um, <laughs> allegedly, yeah. Whereas in say the Z4 and this circles back around to the debate what would we rather have the Z4 M40i with the same engine and a drop top hmm. or the Supra with a coupe and a third pedal and for me personally like without blinking I'd take the Z4 every single time without thinking about it give me a Z4 with a with a Supra's manual no, no. Really? See, that ruins no. that car again. it ruins it that's the thing. I think uh, there's so much there's so much good about having the Z4 as a drop top too. Like it really enhances the experience yeah, of that car. It sounds so much better. It's such and you a, know how faster you're it's going. It's such a thrill to take it out versus like the Supra. Like it is such a great car, but like I don't feel the same like desire to like like I, I'm not begging you to take the keys to that car home, right? Like yeah, yeah. Versus if you had the Z4, I'd be like Nathan, let me please you take it for a night, right? Yeah. Like that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I found the Z4 a lot more fun. I found it was more easier to be more of a hooligan and more playful with it without being as much of a gorilla with it like with the yeah. super you have to beat the not out of yeah, it exactly to get anything out of it whereas with the z4 like you could kind of like okay set it to sport and play with it and it would step out a bit and like do all this stuff without being like ridiculous shouty and like dangerous right see where i'm coming where i'm com- where i'm coming from if the z4 is is a car about the experience yeah and you know most convertibles are yeah most convertibles are a sense of occasion. You drop the top, enjoy the wind in your hair, you can hear the car better. Yep. Uh, so much better. To me, <laughs> a manual just adds more to that experience. It's, I, it'll basically, it's basically an $80,000 Miata. Yeah. You know what? I don't disagree with you. Yeah. It's just the fact that the alternative is quite good. And as a car, I think having the auto almost makes it a little bit more enjoyable and usable. Yeah, hmm. I, I we, we were because don't forget, and, don't forget, you have to drive the car to and from where you're gonna have fun with it. Like you're gonna be stuck in traffic one day and be like, man. And that was such a nice thing about the Z4 is that yeah. like when I was going to Fun Road, 
yep. and sitting in traffic, I could just set the stupid adaptive cruise to on mm-hmm. and, and let it do its thing. Think let it do what it, it do. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And and like as much as I hate to sound like an old man, I'm still very much firmly in the camp of save the manuals, except if it's a ZF8. That is such a magical box. <laughs> That's the thing. Like it's so good. Most of the cars I've owned in my life have been manual. Yeah. Yes, yeah, me too. Like the only yeah. automatic cars I've ever owned were a Crown Vic and, and Benzes. That's, That's the thing. Yeah. But now I have my daily driver with, you know, it's at F8. Because it's good. Yeah. And the you know, adaptive cruise, it's like, oh, driving, you know, my 50 or 100 kilometer, you know, commute daily is now much less annoying. Yeah. <sighs> And like the ZF8 is still fun. It feels like it actually feels like a video game. It reminds me of my stupid little Mad Cat steering wheel with the little shifter thing yes, on the side. Yes. And you can just click, 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 up, down, and it just bangs it through. That's the thing. It's also, perfect. Like, once you learn how to like play with the transmission well, it it really rewards you for like pushing it in a certain way. Like yeah. you can hmm. really like you can really send it extract, and have so much like, fun can, with yeah, it. Yeah. You can extract like all of the fucking performance out of the car. Yeah. Versus like. I know what that, that, that that's what sounds crazy because you would think that would be with the stick. Yeah, because it's more direct control. Yeah, but right. there's so many nannies in the yeah. way to impede that direct control, that's and you really feel them because it is supposed to be direct. Right. Whereas with the ZF8, it feels it almost feels more real than real. It's hyper reality. <laughs> it's like this should not be this good. <laughs> yeah, but, but it, it is. is, and it's amazing. Yeah. Like just like with the stupid Charger Hellcat and the Challenger yeah. we had, like this the, the ZF8 is just so much better. The fact that it can like power shift and light the tires consistently through three gears without interruption, like absolute magic. <laughs> Madness. It's <Yeah>. so good. <laughs> so like, what I'm hearing is ZF should uh, sponsor us. What are you saying, ZF? What's yo, up? What's yo, up? what you saying? <laughs> we will shill anything you give us. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess let's move on to. So. Speaking of ridiculous and shouty cars, what's the thing? So yes. you know, so the transition from there is basically we would not take the Supra, we would have the drop top manual or well, drop top. You and I would. Nick would also probably take well, the Nick drop top, one. but like in a fantasy world where there's also yeah, give me the uh, yeah. Well, go- fuck. <laughs> you're mad because you know you're wrong. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> honestly, like gun to my head, I honestly don't know what to pick. All right, so the Z4 definitely. Uh, speaking of which, we yeah. have the Bullshit. type. Yeah, the Fdite. Which uh, is a kind of competitor to the Z4, sort of, maybe? Not, I don't know. I know it's, it looks like a competitive to the Z4 because it, it's at the same size. And like they're a premium... It feels the same gap in the market. It, it feels mm-hmm. like it's the same gap in the market. They've looked at the same size. They look broadly similar. I'll say the F-Type is stunning. Oh it's my God. such a Absolutely. gorgeous car. The spec that you Dude, have with that... The, yeah. It finally took Jaguar long enough to like add the perfect spec. Yeah. Teal and brown? So here? it's called... I'm probably butchering the pronunciation. Giola green, spelled like viola but with a G. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a nice, like kind of like jade, like a blue kind of like a blue green. It's gorgeous, like yeah. a metallic blue green over caramel and black. It reminds me of like old car color. Yeah, it's so nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like an old Jag or something. I don't know. Yeah, the only thing I don't love about it is that it's like gloss black exterior trim and like gloss black interior accents. And I think if they were like chrome or machined aluminum, they would yeah. lean machined more into aluminum the retro. Would be. Fantastic. So nice. Yeah, it would really lean into like, and like, because like there are parts of that car that are machine, like the little glove box button with the Jaguar yeah, logo spelled around yeah, it. Yep. That looks like a million bucks. If the whole car looked like that, sold, would, sold. <laughs> yeah, and I think it would do a little better justifying its price tag. Which again, I'm, I I'm in love with this yeah. car. It's so good. It sounds amazing. It What's looks like a million bucks. Yeah, Nathan came to the it, office this morning. He's like. And I look outside, I'm like, oh, oh. Oh, oh, yeah. And I just dropped everything I was doing. I was like, okay, we're going for a drive. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, like, the car <laughs> looks so good. Yeah. So the F-Type tugs at my heartstrings the same way today as it did back in 2014 when it first launched. Yeah. The problem with it's the... the same car, no. 
automotive sports car landscape is that it has changed a lot in uh-huh. 10 goddamn years. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. And the, so the biggest problem with our F-Type, as much as I adore this car, and I really do, and like, so ours is a final edition car, mm-hmm. and it is a sad send-off. Like, we shouldn't be losing this thing. This is such a great car. The world needs... Well, they kind of just got it dialed in. They got it dialed in beautifully. And they're like, yeah. and it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, our car is... Oh, Hundred and thirty grand thereabouts before lux tax, freight, PDI, all that stuff. Well, you know that was a big thing for us too, because you were saying, "Oh, by the way, that price on the whatever the website includes lux tax." I was like, "Yeah, but consider the fact that you have the to Supra, pay yeah, or sorry, the um, the Z4, the Z4 yeah, doesn't doesn't have doesn't that. fall under that." Yeah. And for us in Ontario, like that's kind of a big thing because it really what it's like it, fifteen grand. That's it was like jeez. Oh no, seven, seven. Oh, yeah, it was a seventy-five hundred bucks on top of the price of the car for the Lux tax. On like that. just for the sake of buying it. Just yeah, just so for like it. so so hmm. the backup context. So like my Z, my Z four M forty I that I tested two three months ago mm-hmm. was eighty-eight grand. Mm-hmm. Also before taxes and stuff. Um, that's how I. I don't know how you guys do this. I do like all my pricing MSRP before, before yeah. fees yeah, yeah. and everything. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yep. Um, so yeah, eighty-eight grand, and then, like it again. It's the same size as the F type type. So I figured. <laughs> They should be roughly priced parable. I was figuring the car would be about a hundred grand, and it's a hundred and thirty. And like that's a big ask. And the problem with being a hundred and thirty grand is it puts you right smack in the middle of Nick. Take this away from me. LC five hundred cab and M eight fifty i cab territory. Yeah, and it's and those like are, oh my god, those are no, much more substantial cars. Yeah, like they're actually just physically hey, larger. That's for the one. The LC is like what presence that car oh. has, right? Yeah, and then the M eight fifty, which is I'm oh, sorry, the better car. It it. It's just a better car to own yeah. and live I, with. I don't know. Don't worry about it. You're I wrong. I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you know I love that MA50 I had. You know I adore that car. I think I would take the coupe over the cabbie. Oh, sorry. So you still mm. agree the MP50 is the way to go? Mm, yeah. But I understand what you're saying. But e- yeah. either way, the F-Type is not enough car to justify the price tag, yeah. I think. But yeah. maybe it's maybe it's doing the thing where it's stupid and dumb. And it's doing it's doing like the British charming retro car thing I where it's, it's so. stupid and dumb. And but but just oozes personality like it's That's just like problem. just dripping with charisma because and style I, I don't and it's know. so beautifully yeah, built and it's such a stunning car. Maybe enough people I buy also, it because of that. Yeah, I also get that out of the LC five hundred cap. Like yeah. nothing looks like 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 that thing on the road. Thank God. Yeah. That is a. <laughs> you are fired. <laughs> no, I'm saying thank God because it's so pretty. <laughs> fired. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very few cars, in my eyes, offer like the offer the same kind of experience as the LC500 does. Just, 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 just the sound, the goddamn sound out of that thing. Well, if you want to talk about actually, sound, I don't know because like, the F-Type actually sounds fantastic, amazing. It does above 3,500 RPMs. Oh yeah, underneath that, it just sounds like. Yeah, it just sounds like like a very muffled V8, like a very quiet muffled Mercedes V8, and then like at 3,500, it just sets to kill. Yeah. Oh my god, it's fantastic. Yeah. Still kind of prefer the LC500 exhaust note. I think I do too, because it's more uniform. You, Rush, yep. you and I were talking about this today, where it's like, especially when you're going through traffic and you're like kind of on it. So like it comes up through the revs and then it gets over 3,500 RPMs and it goes, ah! Yeah. In like a second and then shifts down <laughs> yeah. and then it goes quiet again. Well, that's the problem. Okay, like, so unless you unless you let it complete its scream, yeah, it sounds really dumb. It sounds really. So dumb. you almost have to rev it out all the way all <laughs> every the time. single yeah. time so, between shifts. So like when I've been driving, I just stick it in manual mode, yeah. and I've just been like running it up to five six grand, 
gradually, <laughs> like a fucking dipshit. We were like, yo, does this guy know how to shift? Like, yeah, I do. I just choose not to. <laughs> I felt like a massive dick ta- uh, taking it around the block for uh, for uh, Starbucks. I uh, did have a manual mode. Oh, he went to go get Starbucks and you Jaguar. Jaguar. Yes. Oh, terribly sorry. I forgot my wallet. <laughs> I went inside to associate with the pools. Oh. <laughs> uh, I did feel, I did feel we'll like a dick. I did feel like a dick for forgetting it and uh, it, that, that it was in manual mode. I was in first gear and I felt like a massive. But you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's that. Rev- it's that, it's that, that little that little switchover point where, like, it's on yeah. and off of that, right? Like, I was behind you in traffic in it and, like, you sounded like such an obnoxious dink because you'd be like, nothing, nothing, nothing. What is that noise? Nothing, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> It kind of goes stealth, but I wish there was like a okay. There's a there's an exhaust button. I, there is an there exhaust is. button, but the exhaust button I don't think does it anything it like for the noise. It just it, louder, it just turns up the crackles. Yeah, which is worse. Yeah. So I'd rather have it no crackles, sans yeah. crackles. Yeah. I, I wish there was a way, and maybe there is a way, and I haven't found it in the car's menus or whatever, where you could just set that valve to be open all of the time, mm-hmm. and it would at least be consistent. I don't know if it would be though. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that car, but like. Uh, there's something off about the exhaust. Maybe just to make it more louder. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think louder is the answer. I think just more consistent. No, no, no. Definitely remove the exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I think like like that exhaust is like super Jekyll and Hyde, very split yeah. personality, and they're fighting with each other. And I think if it were more unified, circling back around to next point about the Lexus LC500, where that car sounds very good all of the time. It Regardless sounds good, of the driving it mode, it sounds in, good at low RPMs, and it just builds linearly and sounds yeah. amazing. And it doesn't matter what drive mode you're in, in the LC500. It still, it still screams. Yeah. Even if you ring, even if you ring it out in fucking eco mode, it still screams. Yeah. And well, and like it's yeah. more harmonic, whereas the F type yeah. is more like it's a big angry rasp, which like <sighs> I, I love. Like Maybe it's I so good that though, because I find that like the LC500 and the IS500, they both sound a little too Gran Turismo for me. They both sound a little bit too manufactured in a way i know i'm gonna get so much hate for this dude the lc 500 and the is 500 both sound great i definitely get where you're coming from especially with like the 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 augmentation for the speakers on like yeah that sounds super artificial if you turn that off it's a lot better still i get still like curated very very curated you understand what i'm saying i get what you're saying it's very curated whereas the f type is just kill but that's what i kind of enjoy yeah but like i wish it could be kill all the time or kill just like 25 percent quieter yeah or and then it would yeah. sound good all the take time take a little edge off the kill and and take a little <laughs> yeah. less to put a little more t- take some of the kill off the top and put it in the, the bottom, bottom exactly and we're in good shape hmm. yeah uh, maybe someone figured out yeah or even just like just move the kill up a little bit just a little bit so, so you're like not 5K. constantly so you're not no four grand even so you're not just touching it because that's the thing you touch it for 500 rpms and then shift down again yeah definitely agree but the ma50i that to me, feels much more of a Grand Tourer than it's a the, much uh, more Grand Tourer car. The M850i is, yeah, definitely. It's, it's a different a, car, though. I, I think I think that car would be. I don't mean it's in a bad way. I think it'd be a way better daily, just because it's bigger. Yeah, it has a way bigger trunk and has back seats that you can, you can actually kind of live use. with it. Yep. Yeah, you could live with it, but yeah. it's also like approximately five times the size of car. Um, it's yeah. massive. Yep, yeah, yeah. yeah, arguably more sumptuous interior than the F-Type. <sighs> you know what? I Mm, I really like it. Has a really they, pretty interior, but the F-type like type is so pretty. Their inf- their new infotainment is really nice. I, I just would don't know how it's going to hold with up. More though. aluminum trim, mm, um, as opposed aluminium. to the black. Um, like it's 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 like a really nice color comp. Everything is so sumptuous. It's so nice. It's so well put together. Like it, the car is all about theatrics, and it nails that inside. This one, in particular, is very good. Stunning spec. Yeah, yeah. 
But if but it was like, specced differently in a little bit more boring manner, I don't know if I'd feel the same way about I it. I don't know. Like, we have a colleague that has a, an early F-type type coupe yeah. um, mm-hmm. that's, like, gray on white with a panel roof. And, like, that car does, like, the same kind of theatrics pretty well. Yeah. yeah. And not a ton has changed. Like, the infotainment's been updated, but well, other than that, like, there's been, like, very subtle cues here and there, but not a lot's changed. It's the all, same general idea. It's all roughly the, the same kind of shouty, um, look at me, the kind of British car. Yeah. And but that's what it's made for. That's yeah. Again, and, it's, and it's it crushes it, nails it, it does absolutely it so nails well. It. Yeah. yeah, and like it does like the sports car thing well. It handles great. That chassis is amazing. That thing could I I feel like could like the difference between say that car like our RF type and the nine eleven sorry and the M eight fifty and the LC five hundred is that I feel like the Jag could hang with the Porsche nine eleven and those two cars couldn't. Yeah, you really do feel the weight uh, in the LC500 when you really try. Yeah, when, like I, th- when you really I think I don't it. know this. I could be wrong, but I think the Jag is like a much faster, tighter, like just more more sports well, oriented vehicle. Be because yeah. it is kind of a different car. Like we're comparing it to. Hey, so we are comparing it to an LC500 and an M850. We're comparing because it to two price. GT cars. Yeah, right. because, yeah. because of, price. of price. But that's why the, the the original comparison was to the Z4 because it's a smaller sports car type thing. And I think that the yeah. F sorry the F type would still do better. You know, if you're pushing it hard yeah. versus the Z4, but at what cost? Yeah. Right? That cost is approximately $42,000. Yeah. Jesus. I don't know if I can... I don't know if I can I mean, there's an that. argument to be made. So our car is like the, the P575 motor with, I'm going to assume, approximately 575 horsepower. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you have allegedly 200 more horsepower. BMW underrates the snot out of that motor. But allegedly 200 more horsepower. And, if like, it feels faster. That car moves. Yeah, um, and they both have the ZFA, so <laughs> gangster trance. Yeah, um, <laughs> that like, so like, there's an argument to be made, and like, they're all all-wheel drive too, right? The, the Z4 doesn't have that. Yeah. So there's an, there's an alleged argument of like winter ability. I don't think anyone would do that with no, a, with, a, with a type rag top. Um, Definitely not. But you could is the argument, and it also gives you that extra little bit of like margin of safety. Like when you were out being a goon in that car today, right? Like you put your foot down. In a rear drive 575 horsepower car with traction off, you are going sideways. And that car did not do that to you. Traction was on. Well, also that. But, like, you know what I mean, <laughs> though, right? Like, like we I had, know what you're saying. We had an M2 competition here a while ago, and, like, even like, oh. like even at 400 ish horsepower, that thing was skittering around yeah. all that over the place. Yeah. 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 Like, not in a good way. Hmm. Oh, it was a very good way. I mean, yeah. It was a very good way. I love that car. But, um, but yeah, this, like, it's it's a smart all wheel drive setup to kind of be out of the way, kind of like BMW X Drive. Yeah. It's mostly out of the way, but it just like lets you have in. a little bit of fun. Yeah, lets you have a little bit of fun, but it mostly serves to be fast. Yeah, we have anything else cool in the garage this week? Uh, John has a Hyundai John? Santa Cruz. Yeah. It's pretty loaded. That's actually a really nice little. Sorry, no, 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 it's not loaded. It's uh, what is it? Fully jammed. Fully jammed. Ah. Full uh, jammed. Shout out to Addy. Full Fully jammed. Full jammed. He loves that term. Um, it's actually okay. Actually, a nice color. I really like that truck. Trucklet. Trucker. Trucklet. Truck. Truckler. Truckette. Trucklet. Um, <laughs> it's green. It's green. It is also yeah. It, it, it's a it's a nice looking truck. Yeah, I the like that. It was thing. nice. Yeah. No, I don't know. It I drives, drive it for it like drives a well. Grand total of thirty seconds. I thought it was cool. Yeah. No, like it actually drives really well. I put a good amount of seat time in one of those last mm. year. They drive great. Like, what uh, What else is there? The Ridge Line isn't being made anymore. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah, oh, I, I, have one, I have the one Ridgeline this fall. Yeah, I forgot. I'm actually, kind of looking forward to that. I've never driven one. I'm super looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, I'd like I, to see what that thing looks I've like. I've always been of the opinion that like the unibody little trucklets are like all the actually, truck anybody oh, needs. That's thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you, you got the Ridgeline. You also got the Maverick. Which I got a Maverick. Well, one. Well, it exists in that segment. 
Oh, you, yes. theoretically, also have them. Oh, I thought you had a surprise for me today. All right, fine. I'll see if I care. Um, having reviewed the Maverick a couple of months ago, uh, you know what? I'm Team Maverick all the way. Well, the Maverick has cheap on its side. It's it also looks cheap yeah. than the, and also feels cheap. I mean, that's mostly because it is cheap. But that's like, what I'm I, th- I think it looks okay. Like they they got the style. Looks right. cool. Yeah, it looks kind of like a Nissan Cube it. with a bed on it, with like the rounded edges everywhere. Oh yeah, actually, you know what? Ah, all of a sudden now you like it, eh? Oh, oh my god! Oh, we're talking about how we like Cubes Day. Oh. Yeah, and you looked at me, you're like, oh my god, I didn't know anyone else liked those. I was like, yeah, man, those things are sick. <laughs> yeah, <they're great. laughs> I always like a Cube. I don't know where the conversation happened, about, but I but I always like you like them too. Yeah, they're cool. Oh my god! Oh my god! Cube gang, <laughs> dude, I love boxes on wheels. Yo, should we yeah. get a cube? Let's get cubes. <laughs> we buy cube gang. Yeah. Um. Yeah, what's the the Santa Cruz is what like forty ish on the higher end? I, I think fully like jam I, think, I, think, end? I think high forty for a fully jam cruise. I don't actually know off the top of my head, but I, I think like decked out. Sorry, fully jam. They are like high <laughs> high forties, low fifties. Yeah, it's more, 50s. That's more, but, more so on. In the same territory as the Ridgeline. Yeah, but granted, you get a That's vehicle that is, you know, leather, heated vanity seats, power this, panel roof, it, it, an, it, a, an actually an genuinely actually, nice interior yeah, that does like yeah. a, a successful job ripping off the Mercedes S Class with like the swooping gla- glossy trim with like yep, the aluminum yep, yep. lines in it. Yeah. Um, and like a very effective suite of driver aids. Like this, this car's uh, adaptive cruise and lane keep is so good, it basically drives itself. They're definitely punching above their. Yeah, like I took one yeah. of those up to Timmins last fall, and like that thing drove itself ninety five percent of the way up there. I got the like, sense it's and like comfortable, quiet, great on gas. Like, what, nice. what do you want a car to do? Yeah. I got that, and it looks like a warthog. I got that <laughs> sense from the twenty twenty four Tucson as uh, not not the twenty four Tucson, the twenty twenty four Kona as well. Yeah, uh, we just did the launch uh, last week in Quebec, and that, that thing's a lot more expensive than it was before. I think it's the. I think the prices have been hiked by about three, at least three grand across the board. Okay. But honestly, with that thing, you now get what you pay for. It has a much nicer interior. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I noticed. It looks a lot better. Much bigger, too. It, yeah. It's much more usable. It's not quite class-leading, uh, but it isn't um, It isn't exceptionally yeah, tight. But as we know, like not everything has to be class-leading. You know, it just has to be usable. Exactly. Just right? has it has to be... It's, it has it's, to win on some baron. It has to be it. cool. Yeah. yeah. It's much more usable. It uh, looks good. a lot more good. kit or a lot more st- options. <clears throat> a lot more... Sorry, my, my American was lost there for a second. <laughs> Holy jam. Yeah. Oh, no, me accent is slipping. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're getting a, if you're getting a lot more, you know, stuff for the money, well, 3K, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But as we learned, like, I think that's just what happened recently. Like, you were I, talking about a pre-COVID price and a post-COVID, yeah. and it went up by 3K. It kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's everything is 3K. It. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of worth it considering how much bigger it is and how much, ge- like, how much genuinely nicer the interior yeah. is. And it looks like a tiny X7. I don't really love the styling of it. Comes across as a, it comes across as a baby Tucson to me. I don't mm-hmm. like... Okay, so... The Kona when is you're a little at, overdone. When you're looking at it from the back, it reminds me a lot of the Kona N. Which I don't like because it's not a full goddamn Kona N. Well, yeah, it's just busier, and they put vents in it because vents are fun. Take power. <laughs> take the hatch spoiler off, Hyundai. Come on. Um, well, maybe that was on like your. I assume like the press vehicles on your first first drive event. Yeah, exactly. Like, loaded, right? They're so, all N lines. N line. There you go. Full yeah. jam. Yeah. Um, full jam. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, strangely enough, you're dumping thirty eight grand on a fully loaded N line Ultimate, and you still don't get wireless CarPlay and Android Auto. They just don't like that. That's weird. I thought, has, I thought the smaller Hyundai thing. Kia's had the wireless car. So they do. If you go for any other trim level but the Anlin Ultimate, you still get uh, wireless CarPlay and Android Auto. That's 
but weird. so Hyundai's reasoning um, during the presentation was kind of weird, actually. Apparently, um, Apple doesn't like having the default Maps program being the car's native nav system. What? It was really weird because uh-huh. you you can buy countless other cars with factory nav and still get wireless fucking CarPlay and Android Auto. Yes. But apparently not the Kona. My Mini. The manual Supra. Yeah. Like, legitimately everything. Literally everything. <laughs> in the, literally, I think Hyundai's everything. got some... Don't Wait, hang it's on. Weird. Hyundai's Korean, yes? Yes. Yes. Who's Apple's biggest, biggest competitor? Uh, oh. Samsung? Oh, no. Wait, but is Android but Auto it, wireless? I don't think Android no, Auto is wireless. No, it isn't. Yeah, it's okay, not mind, just that. Mind, no. Mind. Okay, wait, roll that back, roll that back. Sorry, <laughs> Apple. <laughs> but I think, like, when I was at the Kia Nero launch event last year, it was the same thing. We're like... I think I think it was the the you base went to models. A Nero launch? Yeah, and it was great. It was California, really? Yeah. Wow. It was a fantastic trip. Shout out to Kia. Oh, that was lovely. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was kind of the same thing. Where like I think, if I recall correctly, like the base models got wireless CarPlay and Android Auto, but like the upper trims didn't. And there was a big question in the audience, like, "Yo, why not?" And they're yeah. like, "Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's like a carryover production tooling thing. It's out of our hands." Uh, I mean, Actually, it's out of their this CarPlay stuff is kind of funny though, because we had, we have a buddy with a ni- 2019 Range Rover <laughs> Sport, the same man with Sport? the flight. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's hilarious. <laughs> the car was so. Dumb. Okay, so his car was fully jammed, pretty well. Like it came yeah. with a ton of features. It was a gorgeous car. Yeah. And he had purchased it recently, and he came by, <laughs> and said, "Hey, I can't get my." Apple CarPlay to work, what's wrong with it? Maybe, like, you know, it's just a setting or something. Yeah. So Nathan, obviously, being the nice man that he is, goes and tries to help him, struggles for an hour. Two hours. <laughs> Two hours. <laughs> Two and what did you find out, Nathan? Um, so it's a 2019 Rangy. Uh, all Rangies from 17 onwards are supposed to have standard CarPlay and auto. Um, and after, like, going through all the settings and spending an, like, a ridiculously long time doing all these software updates, um, I called Range Rover and was like, hey... <laughs> Here's a truck. Can you help me with this, with this situation? He's like, uh, it should be fine. Give me the VIN. So I, I feed him the VIN. He's like, okay, okay, oh. okay. Oh, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever bought that thing originally, specifically went out of their way to select, delete yes. CarPlay and Android Auto. What? Is yeah. that so strange? That's so weird. Yeah. I don't know. You could do that. No idea. It was like really weird. But like, and I asked the guy, like, do you see this a lot? And he's like, not a lot, but it does come up, it's and for it's the usually. It's it's I usually guess. like the, the clientele. Let's like let's face it. Some of the older clientele that just doesn't get what it's for. I don't want it. Like no, yeah. but it comes with it. I don't want it. Okay, just get rid of it. The best the best part of that story is <laughs> Nathan comes in what after two hours defeated, and he's like, "Man, I'm so sorry. I can't figure it out." I put that thing through like five software updates and like went yes. through every setting <laughs> I could find. So the man goes to go home. Guess what starts working. Yeah, no. he, he comes back in and is like, dude, it I works. just plug my phone in and it works. Yeah. <laughs> like, what did you do? I was like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So what, did, what, did one of these software updates somehow add it back in? I, d- I don't know. I, I, I do not know. I think it was Nathan's rage. Could, could also be that. That's fucking weird, <laughs> It man. just got upset. It was like, okay, I won't make him upset anymore. I want, there was some setting I changed, and it wasn't an obvious setting. It wasn't like enable CarPlay. Like, it wasn't spelled out. <laughs> it anything, definitely said there, I, I remember CarPlay. there was something I changed. And that, but that was like an hour before. Right? I definitely <laughs> oh, plugged the phone no. in after that, right? Like it wasn't like the last thing. Maybe I did it was just being up. British and being funny. Yeah, and said, 
watch this, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fucking what? Yeah. Americans. <laughs> um, yeah, and it magically started working. That's so fucking weird. Yeah. I don't know what I changed. So, I don't know what I broke. Basically, CarPlay is sometimes weird. Yeah. CarPlay and Android Auto are sometimes weird. Are definitely but, sometimes uh, weird. But definitely Hyundai... Hyundai and Kia Hyundai had some yeah. weird well, things well, with. Well, it's like, Genesis by extension. Yeah, well, like, yeah. They're bass backwards about it because like because the nicer vehicles don't have it. across the line don't yeah. have wireless CarPlay, whereas like the less uh, more economical ones yeah. Yeah. do. Less nice. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense because they also generally don't have the wireless charging pads, which would make sense with the wireless CarPlay and Android Auto. What are you doing? I don't understand. Yeah, it's it's a weird, weird snafu. I'm sure thing. they'll figure it out. Yeah, they'll, I'm sure they'll get there. At least the, at least the mid-trim level Konas, they still do get um, wireless charging. Okay, so that's I, not I bad. Think, I, th- I think it's standard on the preferred, which is like the uh, volume seller. So you're you're not totally. You're not totally uh, shit, shit out of, out of luck with shit that. Shit out of luck, bud. Of yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Good cars. Generally good cars, except for that one weird little quirk. Yeah, so. Anything fun next week? No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Honestly, <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's fall, so yeah, all the fun cars are... Yeah, it's crossover season, kids. Uh, oh, boy. So ne- next week we have the, uh, the refreshed uh, Mercedes GLC 300. That's a nice um, car. Kind of looking forward to that. Uh, we also have <laughs> the we also have the Lexus NX350 Gasser, uh, which will actually be kind of an interesting f- frame of comparison between the two. Well, that's right. Yeah, I, had, had, an, I had an NX, NX450H plus PHEV. Oh jeez. <laughs> um, a couple weeks ago, and I really liked that thing. That was pretty good. That was a nice car. Yeah. Yeah, it was like surprisingly nice. Like honestly, like I wasn't like okay, it, it's a Lexus crossover plug-in, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, um, and it was like delightful. I actually really liked that thing. It was fantastic. It was just a good car. It's like it's a Rav Four Prime in a nicer suit, and that nicer suit justifies the Rav Four Prime's somewhat tall price tag. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very good. Very good. Crossover season is upon us, boys. So excited. <laughs> and on that bombshell. And on that bombshell, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, if you enjoy the show, uh, f- like, follow, subscribe, uh, and please rate us. Uh, that kind of bumps us up. And um, b- before we sign off, don't forget to uh, follow us on socials at DoubleClutch.ca. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>